5: To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Oh, wow. Thank you, guys. What a great crowd we have today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, I love you, too. All right. Um, Welcome back to The Void. I'm your purgatory host, Savannah Rhodes. Today's show is about a tricky subject, gentrification. It's one of those huge topics that nobody is neutral on. You gotta have an opinion. We might disagree on the causes and the solutions, but in my opinion, the question of its ethics is binary. So let's test it out. Play a little game, if you will. It's really simple. You're gonna hear two different perspectives on gentrification, kindly borrowed from the internet, And then you decide who you'd rather be stuck with in a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) It's pretty easy. Okay, there is a hint. There are no wrong answers here, everybody, but there is a right one. All right, here we go. You ready? First up, we have Stop Moving to Oakland by Anonymous, posted on Craigslist August 2015. Stop moving to Oakland. Our landlords are greedy, unaccountable, and vicious. They take every chance they can to raise rental costs, and we can't afford to live here anymore. Maybe you don't understand. Maybe you just bring all of your money, your privilege, and resources from New York, LA, Silicon Valley. We're not like you. We're blue-collar. We're busted. We struggle to keep our heads above water and healthy food on the table roofs over our heads. We're not startups and cafes and gastropubs, WTF (laughs) gastropub. We're donuts and churches and liquor stores. We're community gardens and fried chicken. Yeah, we know it's pretty here. It was in the 90s when you wouldn't have anything to do with us. So not hip and so not San Francisco. (laughs) It was in the 80s when you were afraid of us in our dangerous neighborhoods. We have yards and wide streets old buildings that look like ships. You're turning our neighborhoods into Brooklyn and our freeways into LA. You're replacing our family neighborhoods with bad over manicured facial hair and fixed gear bicycles, $4 cups of coffee and high-end food trucks. Our landlords, they're not responsible enough to handle your presence, your money, your ambivalence to how you affect the world around you. They see dollar signs, dream of becoming powerful real estate moguls, or at least have no qualms about taking as much as they can from whoever will give it. And you give it. You have it to give. You can't seem to love something for what it is. You need to leave your mark and possess influence, if you will. We love what we already are without you. You can have San Francisco. It's already been destroyed. Please stop moving to Oakland. Go home. Go back to wherever it is that you came from that you already fucked up. Williamsburg, Brooklyn, San Francisco, Palo Alto. Go back there. Stay there. Damn. (sighs) All right, that's a tough one to follow. Our next public opinion is called, How did Oakland get ghetto? from oaklandmofo.com, August 2019. Not gonna lie, some of our listeners might find this one a bit rough. Oakland actually used to be full of beautiful Victorian mansions, predominantly white and middle to upper class. What changed was during World War II, Kaiser, yes, the insurance company, built several shipyards around the Bay Area, including Oakland, Richmond, and San Francisco. They set up shop here, mass-producing Liberty ships for the war. African-Americans were actually allowed to work in these shipyards and moved out here in the masses to escape racism in the South. They were paid more here than they can get anywhere else, but still face racism and lump themselves together in communities like West Oakland. This sparked white flight and all of the wealthier middle to upper-class white people moved out, leaving behind a beautiful victorian lace neighborhood that was destroyed and run down by the new residents over the years leaving behind the ghetto West Oakland we know now. Some people will argue that red lines forced the African-Americans to live in these areas and would not allow them to move out to nicer areas like Piedmont and the hills. But that does still not change the fact that the people living in the community there trashed it and set the pace for the future. Sure, after the war was over, the shipyard ghetto had a higher unemployment rate, but That is no excuse to ruin a beautiful neighborhood. I mean, when I'm unemployed, I don't go out trashing my city. I take the time to work on this site and show love for my city. The only people to blame for the ugly, beat-up housing now are the current, and in some cases, old residents. They made Oakland ugly. No one but them. It's not Oakland's job to stay ghetto, businessless, poor, and ugly, so that a few people who aren't doing anything for themselves can live here. Instead of crying that people are chipping in to provide security because they're tired of being robbed, maybe you should start a campaign and chip in for what you want. Schools, after school programs, whatever you think will fix it, do it yourselves. Take action like the new residents are. I am pro-gentrification, whatever that means, and I want my city to improve, expand, and get better. Update! Moving out of Oakland was the best thing I ever did. I can't believe I spent my whole life there. I guess I just didn't know any better. (laughs) See what I mean? You either care about other people or you don't. Simple as that. As a society, we're at a crossroads. There's a poem that says, each age is a dream that is dying or one that is coming to birth. You sense it, don't you? Blind faith in our politicians, our leaders, and our media has vanished. Cynicism and mistrust have replaced hope as we watch the rats jump off the sinking ship. It's the dying dream. So where do we go from here? Well, we could continue down the road of endless expansion, self-preservation, every person for themselves, like an all-you-can-eat buffet. We each get the equal opportunity to take everything we can pile onto our plates. Don't bother worrying about the other person behind you. More food is on the way. But in real life, no one replaces that tray of lukewarm mashed potatoes. When it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, that's an oversimplification, but you get my point. What we've created in this world of ours is unsustainable. When we can look at another person struggling and think, well, he's reaping what he sowed. That's not just a moral failure. It's a sign that things are not gonna get better anytime soon. So I'm gonna suggest a second option, complete overhaul. Let's start over. End the lies, exploitation, inequity, and social indifference. Let's start something new. How? I mean, in history, there's always an inciting act that jumpstarts a movement, ignites a change in consciousness or even a rebellion, the window to act is narrowing. Maybe you're thinking, Savannah, you're in a coma. How the hell are you going to do anything? Well, you're right. In my current state, I can't dismantle anything. But I know someone who can. She might not think like me, but she sure does look like me.
0: Dante was at a crossroads. So far, two hours had passed since Irene was taken by Davon and Angela. She sat at a park bench, paralyzed by the choices before her. Right now, she was free, and it was Irene who was being held hostage. She could leave the city, even the state, if she wanted to. If the last six months had taught her anything, it was that she had the skill set to make it on her own.
1: But the world was a dangerous place for a teen girl with no friends or family. Shantae had already learned that the hard way. The rational choice would be to do as she was instructed, go to Valera, get him to pay the ransom for Irene, and finally be rid of Davon forever.
0: However, going to Valera would mean returning herself to captivity, or perhaps worse. After all, he was under the impression that she had actually killed Davon. Chante and Irene failed to inform Valera that the pimp escaped the fire, and only the body of a woman, most likely one of his girls, was recovered. This failure would undoubtedly be seen as a lie of omission.
1: Was true Valera had no patience for lies. It was surely a safer option than spending her life on the run from a man with eyes and ears everywhere and another who was fueled by vengeance. That version of freedom would be no freedom at all.
0: Yes, Davon would never forgive her for the egregious part she played in maiming him, nor would Valera understand her lack of honesty. Their fury would not end at the return of the Serpentine Slavic Strumpet. Thus it was far safer to leave the past behind and start anew.
7: Damn! Okay, this is hella confusing. If y'all would just stop talking, then maybe I could think. (sighs) There can't only be
1: two options here, come on. Yeah, there was, in fact, a third option. Shantae could recover Irene without the help of Valera. It would mean she'd have to kill Davon. For real this time. But now she had the strength and training.
7: All she needed was a plan. You gotta be playing with me. How am I gonna come up with a plan? I mean, really, all by myself. It was at this moment Shantae
1: realized a woman stood across the street staring at her. She took a closer look and recognized who it was, Rebecca the girl who had first saved her from Davon and who had told her the truth about Freedom House. Rebecca was also the last person she wanted to see right now, but something told her this wasn't a coincidence.
0: In the past, Rebecca's presence always prophesied trouble. This time would be no different. Shantae would need to leave immediately to avoid additional unwanted drama. Hold up, what additional drama?
7: Hey, um, don't know if you remember me. I'm Rebecca. You're Shantae, right? (gasps) No. Oh, maybe I should call you Lauren. Well, if you knew that, then why you asked? Just wanted to know your preference. Girl, leave me alone, all right? I'm really not in the mood. You saw me that night at City Hall with Lenny. I know you did. So what? Kick rocks, okay? Oh, what, are your Russian friends gonna chop me up if I don't? How you know about that? You know, when Lenny told me you were an intern, I knew something was up. And my curiosity got the best of me. And I'm glad it did, because I followed you here to the city. And the rest wasn't hard to put together. The car you were picked up in had diplomatic plates, Russian plates at that. And the buff dudes driving you around definitely looked like a couple of lackeys. So obviously, you struck gold. Damn. Okay, stalker. What are you, some kind of secret agent spy now? (laughs) I was going to ask you the same thing. I mean, you're the one hanging with Russian diplomats and getting internships with the Oakland mayor. Okay, bitch, so what you trying to say? So because I'm not bougie, I can't be doing big things with my life? Come on, sis, don't do that. One day you're at Freedom House and the next day you're at City Hall? Nah, it's not adding up. Okay, you seem to care a lot about what's going on in my life. That means you want something. So what do you want? Yeah, I do want something. Need it, actually. I knew it. What? Okay, and make it quick. Because I got my own shit to be handled. All right. Remember the data leak that happened around the same time as the Freedom House fire? Well, duh, yeah, what? Well, as you know, a lot of important people were implicated in that leak. But there were others. Well, others that got away with some really bad shit. So wait, you were behind that leak? I mean, you can say that. Hey, look, when you were at Freedom House, did you see this guy? I mean, maybe. Listen, a lot of dudes look like him. Yeah, well he's an FBI agent. Corrupt as hell. We think he was a client at Freedom House that might be connected to why he Burned Down. And right now he's trying to deport my friend because we're close to bringing him down. Listen, I don't know where you're getting your information from, but I know you're all the way off. How do you know? Just cause you showed all your cards doesn't mean I'm about to show mine, Miss Lady. As a matter of fact, I gotta go. Yeah, well he's working with your people. What? Like I said, We were close to taking this asshole down. We even trace evidence back to the building you're living in now. It's a crazy coincidence, I know, but it's the truth. Hell no. These people don't have anything to do with cops. Oh yeah, well how do you know that? Even if you're right, okay? I'm not even in the position to help you. I just need you to get me inside, to take me there. I I I can handle the rest on my own. The fact that you think it's that easy just proves you're crazy. Goodbye. Come on, Shantae, please. This is an act of desperation on my part. Girl, I don't beg. Look, haven't you ever wanted to help a friend? Fine. All right, as a matter of fact, I do know what that is like. I know where the computers are. Irene has some footage from the Freedom House. You know, hidden cameras and shit. I never knew why, but I guess she has her reason. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I need. Thank you. Let's go. Hold up. Okay, Miss Thing. Let's talk about what you're going to do for me. (laughs) All right, you're a smart cookie. Whatever you need, I got you. It's Irene. Okay, that fake-ass pimp and his mama took her. I've got to get her back before her crazy uncle finds out that she's even missing. Why would you want to help a woman who ran a brothel and exploited girls
0: like you? I am the ferryman. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,
1: Washante considered all the things Irene had done on her behalf. She couldn't bring herself to be disloyal. Without Irene, her life belonged to that vile, patriarchal voice who haunted her every move. For now, she
7: still needed her mentor. You don't know her, okay? She's the reason I'm even still alive. So it's either we have a deal or we don't. It's non-negotiable. All right. Fine. I'll help you find her and worry about my conscience later. But we gotta get the evidence first. Okay, great. Let's go, now. Hold on, hold on, I-, I need to call my tech guy. What? Girl, I know you didn't think I was gonna hack this computer myself.
0: 45 minutes later, Shantae and Rebecca were joined by an odd fellow called Ernie. As it turned out, Rebecca's friend was something of an unhumorous court jester. He also happened to be quite malodorous. Like many other treasonous dissidents calling themselves hacktivists, Ernie's bathing habits were questionable at best. As they entered the elevator of the condominium, Shante held her breath to avoid inhaling his foul aroma. When they finally arrived at the top floor, she burst through the elevator doors, gasping for a breath of fresh air. Y'all need to be quick. Mmm, yes ma'am. Quick is my middle name
7: and you're sure there's no security. I don't want any surprises.
0: Naturally, Shantae did not admit that she drugged the guards the night before. Furthermore, Irene assured her that it had been taken care of.
7: Nah, okay, they had the day off.
0: Though she said this with confidence, she couldn't know with certainty the whereabouts of the men. For all she knew, they could be waiting for her when she opened the door.
7: Would you just shut the hell up already?
2: Damn! Who is she talking to?
7: I don't know. Uh, you okay? Yes, I'm fine, okay? It's just this man in my head, but don't worry about that. Listen, this is our place.
1: When they entered the apartment, both Rebecca and Ernie gasped. Sunlight from the massive floor to ceiling windows filled the elegant room. It was stunning. Shante had become accustomed to the remarkable refinery of her home and did not understand why the others hesitated. As she looked at the faces, it struck her how far she had come and how much she had to lose.
3: Wow.
7: Okay. Nice come up.
2: How much does a place like this go for? Three? Four mil?
7: Do it look like I know? Okay. I'm not the one that paid for it. Now look, are you going to keep staring or are you going to get this shit out of the computer?
2: Oh, uh, staying on task. I like it. Show me the way.
1: She brought them into Irene's bedroom and opened the closet door. There was a large, fireproof safe inside. She punched in a code and opened it. Several laptops, boxes, and trinkets were inside. Shante took out the laptop she recognized from the halfway house and handed it to Ernie.
7: All right, so here it is. This is her old laptop from Freedom House. I don't know the password,
2: but... uh, Don't worry, I got it from here.
7: We'll just be a few minutes. Okay, great. Listen, I'm just going to be right out here until y'all are done.
2: Uh, hey, do you have any orange juice? No. Coffee? Do
7: I look like room service to you, Ernie?
2: Point taken.
1: Shantae waited anxiously in the living room. Unable to sit still, she looked out the windows and double-checked that the halls were clear. No matter what she did, she couldn't shake the nagging feeling of uncertainty. That's when she got a terrifying message
0: from Davon. Hey, y'all, in case you forgot, I still got your little friend over here. Look, say hi. (laughs) You better tell that uncle of yours that we want
5: 150000 thousand.
0: Two fifty, 250000 <laughs> Oh, 250 yeah, you heard my mama. 250 cash, Port-Oakland Midnight. No motherfucking games, because I won't hesitate to shoot this bitch on the spot. Then I'm gonna find your ass next. lead that, nigga. That mouth running, shit. Shantae was out of her element, but it was not too late to undo the damage. She could still leave this mess behind and save herself. The door to her escape was but a few feet away. If only she would seize the chance.
7: Shh. I thought I told you to shut up. Listen, just shut up already. No more of your dumb ass opinions. Mind your business. Uh, Talking to that man again? No. I'm talking to myself. Is that a problem? No, not at all. Just had to check. Anyway, we're done. So that's it?
2: Pretty quick, right? That's why they call me the Assange of Oakland. (laughs) What?
7: Ugh, Ernie, please.
2: You know Julian Assange, right? WikiLeaks? Don't tell me you're not familiar with his work. I know you're young, but you've got some catching up to do.
7: Okay, listen. Enough of that. Now that you got what you needed, we need to figure out how to get Irene. Devon just sent me a video, and he is not playing. Listen. We need to come up with a plan, and we need to come up with a plan now. Okay, all right, come on. We'll we'll figure it out, but not inside here. Let's just not push our luck.
0: The devious anarchist had spoken too soon, for it was at that very moment Valera entered the apartment with half a dozen security guards. He was also accompanied by a young woman whom Shantae recognized but could not place. Anger and disappointment was on Valera's face as he took in the scene before him.
2: Lauren, this is how you treat me after I trusted you?
7: No, no, no. These are just my friends from work.
6: I invited them over, and guess what? They were just leaving. That's a lie. This is Rebecca Cooper, and this is Ernie. I, I don't know what his last name is, but he's a hacker, and she's an activist. They're both dangerous. Beulah? What is this? Why are you even here? I'm not Beulah, Savannah, and uh, it's not so fun to be on the receiving end of a nasty surprise, is it?
2: take their bags, take the transfers to the van, through the bed, Get your hands off
7: Sweetheart. We're not going anywhere.
2: Sweetheart, I was not giving you the option, it's the obvious, Lauren did not tell you who I am, so I will try to be patient with you for a while. But you will go with Artyom and They too will be patient, but if you give them any trouble, they have my permission to kill you and make your remains into dust. Do you understand? Uh, Yes, sir. Hear you loud and clear.
6: I'll go make sure our guests are treated properly. (laughs) Traitors! bitch! Who are you? I'm the evil twin. Follow me, boys.
0: With Rebecca and Ernie gone, it was now just Chante and Valera. He stared her down without saying a word. She knew he would see through any lie she could tell, any detail omitted. This was the moment she'd been dreading. If only she had run away when she had the opportunity.
2: I know about you poisoning my man. No,
7: I just gave them the crap y'all told me were just vitamins. It's not like they died.
2: Enough of the excuses. I will deal with you later on that matter. Where's my niece? Um. What? Well, there's a problem. What?
7: So we were at Alcatraz earlier and she got kidnapped in the bathroom.
2: More lies. My Irina is too strong a fighter to allow such a thing to happen. It's true. They drugged her. And where were you when this was happening? Why didn't you help her?
7: Valerie, really, really, I wanted to. Mm. But they were keeping her hostage until you paid them. They said they were going to kill her if you don't give them $250,000.
2: You know, I don't
0: like this they business. Who are these people? There was nothing left but to tell the truth. Shantae was too afraid not to. She explained how Davon had survived being stabbed, beat, and set on fire. She went into detail about his mother, Angela, and how she wanted revenge. To her complete surprise, Valera laughed.
2: (laughs) Irina has been taken by... Common criminals? <laughs> Unbelievable! She has ruined world leaders, destroyed entire movements, only to be outsmarted by a pair of pimps? <laughs> Sometimes in life you must laugh at the irony of things. Come, let us find these slippery characters.
7: Are you, um, are you gonna kill them?
2: Why do you ask?
7: It's the only way. It's the only way you'll be able to get rid of them. Trust me.
2: They'll just keep on coming back. Ooh. I'll take care of this my way. And I'll be trusting you for... nothing.
0: Shante couldn't read the expression on Valera's face as he said this. He was impenetrable. His words were ambiguous enough to be both meaningless and fearsome. Unsure of what the near future held for her, she followed him and his men out of the apartment. As they entered the freight elevator and descended into the darkness, Chante became certain that only more horror awaited her in the next chapter of this unending saga.